And we're back with our encounter with God here on Faith FM. But before we get into our Bible study, which is entitled Two Great Errors. Oh. Yep. So there you go. Controversial morning this morning. Two Great Errors. What have we got for our quiz? Okay. This is a What Am I quiz. Clue number three. <clears throat> The book of Acts informs us how the Grecian Jews complained because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution of this. Mm. So there the Grecian go. Jewish widows were neglected in the daily distribution of this. Mm. Wonder why Potiphar was worried about wasn't worried about anything but this. Yeah, let's not talk about it because you'll probably give it away. But <laughs> this is like what was going through Potiphar's mind? I mean, <laughs> who knows this particular issue? Okay, so one of the favourite things that... Uh, well, give us a call else. if you know the answer. It's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Mine's trying to cut me off before I, am, I say too much. I am, just shush, Lyle. <laughs> 1-800-324-843. And, um, and, uh, and we'll send you the prize today. It's a Melissa Otto album. Hey, Bon. Yes. Do you know you sound much healthier today than yesterday? I thank you so much. Yeah, and praise the Lord. Um, I do feel a lot better. Um, I think my, my sore throat is only about a quarter of it was what it was yesterday during the show. So. I think you've got about twice as much energy as you had yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So this is a good thing. But still Mine just is a, on the improve. Keep praying for it. Still the same amount of snot though. <laughs> <laughs> then we have to talk about that. This is the this is the breakfast this is positively different breakfast show. And you mentioned that. Yeah, it's positively disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, all right, Aaron Cat with God. We need to uh, get into our Bibles. Mon, would you like to um, read Read for us. Yes. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Let me go there. Second Corinthians. Wait. Second Chronicles. I do that all the time. Corinthians. <laughs> one is the Old Testament, one mm-hmm. is the New Testament, That's not to be it. confused with each other. Yep. Second Corinthians. <coughs> yeah, just read the whole book. The whole no. <laughs> <laughs> read for us chapter 11, uh-huh. verse 13, 14, and 15. Okay. These people are false prophets. Mm -hmm. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. Mm -hmm. But I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get the punishment their wickedness deserve. Mm. Their wicked deeds deserve, sorry. Okay, so the Bible says that Satan is disguised as what? An angel of light. Yeah. Sounds quite nice, actually, angel of light. It does. And this is one of the things I think that Jesus warns us about in a number of places is not to be afraid of the bad guy, but to watch out for the good guy. He does not warn us to be afraid of wolves, does he? No. He warns us to be afraid of wolves that look like what? Sheep. Sheep. Yeah. Wolves that look like sheep. And so when we see sheep then we need to be aware that some of them are going to be sheep and some of them are going to be wolves and pray for discernment so that we can understand the difference between the How are we going to tell the difference between a wolf and a sheep? Well, by looking at them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the ones that Jesus talks about are ones that are wearing sheep's clothing. I guess if you can't tell by looking at them, you have to to figure out how they act. Does it act like a sheep or does it act like a wolf? By their fruits you shall know them. Bring them to the test of God's word. Is it eating grass or is it trying to eat the other sheep? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. What does it it actually eat? Mm -hmm. Might give you a... uh, And sometimes I think we have some members in our church who much prefer to eat other members. Yes, don't we just. Than to to eat grass. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go to Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah. What is this passage in Isaiah? This makes me think of um, makes me think of Isaiah somewhere in early Isaiah. Let's try chapter eight. 
Isaiah chapter... How are we going to tell the difference between wolves in sheep's clothing, in other words, wolves that look like sheep, and real sheep? Mm-hmm. Why don't you read for us verse 19 and 20, please? Someone may say to you, let's ask the mediums and those who consult the spirits of the dead. With their whisperings and mutterings, they will tell us what to do. But shouldn't people ask God for guidance? Should the living seek guidance from the dead? Look to God's instructions and teachings. People who contradict his word are completely in the dark. Okay. Mm. I really like um, what yours says there. People who contradict God's word are completely in the dark. Mm. I also like the way that it puts it in the Old Testament. In, in Sorry, not in the Old Testament, in the Old Translation. You know, read, let me read you verse 19 from the Old Translation. It's kind of fun. Go on. Uh, and when they shall say unto you, seek unto those that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep and mutter. Should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? <laughs> peep and mutter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, funny. back in 1611, people used to know what that meant. Now we know that it talks about, it's talking about spiritualism. Oh. Okay, so when you read verse 19 there, who is it that these people are claiming that they are in contact with? Well, they're claiming to be able to contact the dead. Okay, and is that possible? No, not at all. Why not? Well, because the Bible clearly says the dead know nothing. Okay, but if you believe that the dead are not really dead, Mm -hmm. and if you believe that the dead have continued their life in another format, Mm -hmm. then why can't you talk to them? Because what you believe doesn't change absolute truth. You can believe the sky is pink all you want. It's never going to be pink. Okay, but we we, we, uh, did a news story recently about... Um, and his name will come to me in a minute, but a man that is being made into a saint. Oh, okay. Okay, so once he goes through the whole beatification process, he's long dead, of course, Mm -hmm. but once he goes through the whole beatification process and becomes a saint, then you'll be able to talk to him. (laughs) You think you'll be able to talk to him. (laughs) Okay, there's a number of problems with that immediately. Um, First of all, the Bible says that he has passed away, and the second is that um, what right do we as humans have to change something that is taking place in heaven, like this person has been up in heaven supposedly for all of this time, and suddenly we down on earth get together and and uh, you know get a, a group of priests together and suddenly say, okay, now you're allowed to talk to this guy. Like you've been up in heaven that whole time, and you know people pray to him is like, well, I can't listen to your prayers, I can't hear your prayers because they haven't decided down on earth whether I can do that yet or not. You know, seriously, is this is is this what we're seriously thinking when it comes into making saints? Mm. In the Bible, a saint is anybody who has given their life to Jesus Christ, and in the Bible, saints when when they die, rest in the grave until the resurrection. The Bible speaks about the resurrection, not the immortality of the soul. Wow. Yep. You, you can't have both. You've got to have one or the other because they cancel each other out. You can't have immortality of the soul and a resurrection because you can't be raised if you are not dead. Which is why there's only, there's only merit in praying to Jesus. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's the only person that we should be praying to. The Bible says we only have one mediator between God and man, and that is the man Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. So, um, <clears throat> moving on here, the Bible says that we should not go to the spirits of the dead. And this is one of the things that worries me about this whole concept of the immortality of the soul. Because if the soul is immortal, mm. and as Satan said, you will not surely die, so we don't really die, we actually believe what Satan said, then why shouldn't we? talk to the dead. Wouldn't it make sense to talk to the dead? 
Now, I know a lot of you out there as, as listeners this morning will probably have had experiences with speaking to people who are dead. I, I don't question that in any way, shape or form. What I do question is who it is that you are actually talking to. Mm-hmm. Is it a wolf because in sheep's the, clothing? That's right. The Bible says that Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. Now, if Satan can transform himself into an angel of light and appear to you like an angel from heaven... What's to stop him from transforming himself into one of your relatives? That's right. And having a conversation with you Mm -hmm. and personating that person uh, perfectly. Uh, There's nothing stopping him. And if you believe that your relatives are still alive, then what protection do you have against the deceptions that are going to come his direction? You've got no protection at all. So when the Bible said, um, you know, these great deceptions, do you think this is what the deceptions are? Yes, this is one of the biggest deceptions that our world has ever faced. It was the first lie that Satan ever told, and that was the lie, you shall not surely die. It has been the most successful one. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So the danger is not just that, you know, we believe that we won't surely die if we sin, but also that when others have died, we believe we can talk to them. Yeah. Ah. So that opens the door to spiritualism. The foundational principle of spiritualism is that human beings survive bodily death. Yeah, that's great, yeah. Uh, you know, spiritualists will tell you that's the foundation of, of, of everything they stand for. Now, the question is, name for me a religion... Mm-hmm. That doesn't teach that. Seventh Day Adventism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me. There's, there's, there's plenty of Christian religions that that that, that don't, don't teach that. But the majority of Christianity they teaches. Do, yeah. You know, despite the fact that you know there are, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of verses in the Bible that speak about the soul. There are hundreds and hundreds of verses that speak about the spirit, and none of them say that either of them are immortal. If you've got some verses, then give us a call, 1-800-324-843, or text us on 0491-064-669, because we would love to answer your questions right here on Faith FM. Find us those verses, and let's talk about them. So I've got a question for you, Lyle. So... You know, we were saying there's no point praying to people who have died because they're dead, mm-hmm. but you can pray to people who, like like Jesus, you know, Jesus, yeah, he died, mm-hmm. but then he rose again. That's right. So there's merit in praying to Jesus, but then yes. is there merit in praying to all people who have died and come back to life? Because Jesus is not the only one, Like right? say Moses, Elijah, exactly, and Enoch. Exactly, yeah. Can I pray to them? No, because the Bible says Jesus is your only mediator. We need to pray, the Bible says, through a mediator. Okay. And Jesus is the only one who gave his life for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he's the only one who shed his blood on Calvary and he's the only one who lived a perfect sinless life. And so that qualifies him as being the only one who can mediate. So there's nothing really to do with whether or not they've been dead or, or come back to life or anything. Like they're what makes, you know, the reason we can pray to Jesus is because he's God. Because he's God mm-hmm. and he's because he's God who died. Okay. And came back to life. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he is in a different category altogether from anybody else who um, has died and been raised from the dead and is now in heaven because there are a limited number of people that are in heaven right now. The Bible speaks about that, mm-hmm. but the Bible does not say that that is the natural state of what happens when a person dies. You know, Elijah and Enoch never died. Moses, the Bible says, was resurrected. Um, and so, you know, why would God need to come down and resurrect Moses? as it speaks about in the book of Job, if Moses was already alive in heaven? What, what sense would that make? You know, it's a, it's a whole pointless exercise if Moses is already alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And so this is this is a really dangerous deception that is actually gripping our world. And you will find that is the not as only is the foundational doctrine of spiritualism, but it's the founder foundation of a lot of Christianity. It is at the foundation of Hinduism. It is at the foundation of Buddhism. It is at the foundation of Islam. It is at the foundation of animism. It is at the foundation of ancestor worship. You, go around the world. The vast majority of our world are religious people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, atheism is just a, uh, a minuscule uh, percentage of the population of our planet. You know, atheists like to think that they are forever, you know, in the lead. But if they look at the actual reality, is that you know, billions and billions of people are religious, not atheists. Atheists are a very, very small minority, and amongst those religious people, the number one deception that Satan has taught them is, "You shall not surely die." Mm-hmm. If someone, if one of our listeners say is speaking to someone that they believe, you know, well, there's someone that has died and they believe it's it's them coming back to life or it's like a ghost or like a spirit or, you know, an apparition. Mm-hmm. You know, what is some advice for them? Yeah, well, first of all, there's a Bible passage that talks about this and this is what you need to do. My first advice would be to go to the Bible and bring this to the test of Scripture. You know, does the Bible teach that this is what will actually happen? And so if we go to uh, the book of Job, and I'm going to read here. Uh, where am I? Job, 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 Job. And why has this verse escaped me? Verses escaped you. I can't even find the book. Where's the book gone? Just before Psalms. There you are. Gotcha. It should be right here. Because this is a very emotional thing for people. You know, their beloved die, you know, someone in their family passes away and then, um, you know, they, they contact them, they think they're contacting them after they've died as a way of, you know, helping with the grief and then it starts this, you know, it can often be years where someone is, is speaking to someone um, that, you know, what they think is someone that, that has died and, and, um, and it becomes a very emotional attachment for them. And, uh, you know, and then it, and then it, as soon as our emotions are evolved, things can get really sticky. Mm. Job chapter 7, Job chapter the Bible seven. says in verse 9, As the cloud is consumed and vanishes away, so he that goes down to the grave will not come up again. He shall re- return no more to his house. In other words, he's not coming back to his house. The Bible mm-hmm. is clear on this. Um, Neither shall his place know him any more. If somebody comes to your house... Mm. from the dead Mm -hmm. that is not that person Mm -hmm. you know if you go on a ghost tour and you see a ghost somewhere you are not seeing that person Mm -hmm. what you are seeing is evil spirits who are personating other people or masquerading as you know ghosts and so forth and this is not an uncommon thing this is this is not uncommon i know lots of people my father-in-law saw a ghost one time Mm -hmm. um and it, it happens a lot in our world today and you know, atheists like like yeah, it's just you know in your head and all all the rest. But it happens too much and too often for it to be not a real thing. The question is: Is this from God or not? Is this what the Bible teaches? And the Bible says no. This is not what is happening. This is not your relative who has passed away. This is a spirit being that is trying to lead you astray and to destroy you. So they've essentially seen an evil angel. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and that's really scary. And at that point, you need to go to Jesus Christ. Okay, so so like, what what do you mean? Like, if I see a ghost and I'm panicking because I know that's not, I don't know, let's say my dead grandfather, mm-hmm. um, 
and it, but it looks like him and it yep. sounds like him and you know you know it's acting like him call on Jesus Christ right then and there just pray pray out loud yeah absolutely okay yep pray out loud and uh, rebuke this particular person in the name of, or you know this 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 demon in the name of Jesus Christ remind them that you are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ that you have surrendered your life to him that that, that to de- to Jesus and that this demon has no place in your life and that demon will not stay mm-hmm. if that demon was of God you know if that was a, a good angel it would stay mm-hmm. but that demon will not stay okay it's that simple mm-hmm. you know there's been many times where you know people have had these kind of experiences and you simply put this test to them and uh, every single time the demon will not stay yeah and, and that really reveals where it is coming from so that's how you expose uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing absolutely mm-hmm. call them to confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior very interesting mm. I, do, I don't know should we say do you want to hear from someone who has Maybe been talking to what they think is the dead. Hey, give us a call. Give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. We would love to discuss this with you, um, especially if you... um, you know, I think you might need some help because you know the yeah. Bible does indeed teach that this is not this is not your loved ones. This is not the dead. Uh, this is demons. These are um, these are wolves in sheep's clothing. We've often heard the phrase wolves in sheep's clothing, but I guess we never really knew what it was about. And one of the things that you'll find is that it usually starts off a very positive experience and, and continues to be a positive experience sometimes for a, a lengthy period of time, mm. but it never ends well. Mm, that's right. Name for me someone who has these kinds of experience on a regular basis and that it ends well for. Name for someone who doesn't end up in the worst depression imaginable, that it lives up, ends up in a messed up life. You know, we could go mm-hmm. on and on. They're just not out there. It yeah. never ends well. So stay as far away from this as you possibly can. This is not from God. Mm. The devil does not love you. The devil hates you. We're going to have a song break. This is Francesca Batticelli, and the song is called If We're Honest. Thank you. 
Francesca Battistelli. Uh, yeah, how do you how do you pronounce that? I just went with Battistelli. I think okay. if you just say it with confidence, people don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, you said it with such confidence, and then I was like, "How did she say that?" Because I usually <laughs> say it with great confidence. But it's, it's a nice song, though. It's a beautiful song, right there. Um, can you read for us, Mon? Second yes. Thessalonians chapter two, verse um, verse nine and ten. Second Thessalonians. Whoopsie, had it there. Mm-hmm. I dropped it. Second Thessalonians chapter two verse nine and ten. There's an important uh, passage here in relationship to end time deceptions. Here's something interesting. You'll find two things that are in common throughout the book of Revelation in relationship to the last great end time deception. There are two themes that run through in relationship to these deceptions. The first theme is miracles, and we talked about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. The supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that the foundation of this experience at the end of time will be miracles. The second thing is spiritualism, and so we and, and the influence of spirits, and so we know that this will be a movement based on the miraculous. Mm-hmm. We know that it will look like the spirit of God because obviously these are wolves in sheep's clothing, and a sheep is a symbol of Jesus Christ. So we know that it's going to look like Christianity. Yeah, that's an interesting twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know that it's going to be based around a false outpouring of the Holy Spirit because the issue of spirits is right the way through the book of Revelation in relationship to this last great deception. So a false outpouring of the Holy Spirit within Christianity based on not the Word of God, but on the miraculous. That's what we are to be aware of. And this is the scary thing that we're talking about in our new segment. Sorry, I'm just going on this one. We're talking about our new segment is that Christians today don't know their Bibles. And because mm. they don't know their Bibles, they don't have protection against uh, the deceptions of Satan. It just think, doesn't exist. I think they often think they're just going to church and hearing a sermon. Believe anything. They, if it's set up the front with great confidence, mm. they believe what it said. Yeah, you believe that I said Battistelli correctly. And who knows if I pronounce that name <laughs> right. <laughs> said it with it. confidence. We need to become people of the book. We need to become people who mm. study the book, who are... Uh, students of the Word of God, so that we can be, be protected against the deceptions in our world. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse nine and ten. This man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction, because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. Okay, so the key word in this passage is counterfeit. Mm. So this is a counterfeit of Jesus Christ using miracles, using the supernatural. So you have a false spiritual movement where the foundation is the supernatural. Mm -hmm. And you wonder why it is that so many people, you know, we were talking about in the United States during our our, uh, our news segment, have become involved in the prosperity gospel. Mm. You know, when the Bible is so clearly against it. 
Absolutely. You know, they are they are teaching exactly the same doctrine that the Pharisees taught. Wealth is a sign of the blessing of God, and if you're wealthy, then you have been blessed by God. Um, this is this is what the Pharisees taught, and I talk to people about it, and they're like, oh, did the Pharisees teach that? Mm. You know, they've never heard it before because they've never read it in their Bibles because they're not reading their Bibles. You know, anybody who's read just a, a cursory reading of the Gospels knows that the prosperity gospel today was the foundation of what the Pharisees taught in the time of Jesus oh, and wow. what Jesus was combating. Mm-hmm. And so um, we, we need to get back to the Word of God. We need to – miracles are not the tre- test of authenticity. Mm. It's yep. the Word of God. Yeah, absolutely. They're kind of like a, like a bonus add-on, but they're, yeah. not, they're not the actual yeah. – Yeah, they are indeed. Yeah. All right. So, what have we got there? Well, what else have we got in terms of, um, in terms of, you know, because it talks a lot about these deceptions and these, uh, you know, um, falsehoods and and things that are going to trick us. But is is that all there is to it? Is it just talking to the dead? Is it just the the dead pretending to be alive? Or are there other things that are going to deceive us? No. The Bible talks about false Christs and false prophets. Mm-hmm. And here's an interesting thing about prophesying. We typically think of somebody who prophesies as as a prophet, somebody mm-hmm. who tells the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at the role that prophets had, say, for instance, Moses, Moses wrote the book of Genesis. That was talking about the past. He wrote the book of Exodus. That was talking about the present. He wrote very little prophecies that actually predicted future events. You know, he, he prophesied about the Antichrist and so forth um, and the Messiah and you know a whole bunch of other things, uh, but very, very few comparatively. Mm-hmm. Basically, he was a preacher, mm-hmm. and when the Bible talks about you know false prophets, it's primarily talking about false preachers. Mm-hmm. And so, when somebody gets up and publicly denounces the Apostle Paul for his stand on homosexuality, then you know that that person is a false preacher. How do you know that? You know that because of what the Bible teaches, mm-hmm. the Word of God. Mm-hmm. The Word of God does not change. Preachers change all the time. Do you know, I was actually just thinking the other day, I was thinking to myself, you know, what would happen if we got to that stage where, um, you know, we were no longer had access to Bibles? Um, you know, would I personally be ready to not have access to a Bible anymore? Do I feel like I have enough of the Bible written in my heart, memorized, you know, a knowledge of scripture that I could like, you know, bring it back and, you know, write it down or something, you know, the bits that I know of by heart or so to speak. And I was, I was, you know, I was like, there's no way I'm ready for that. But, um, you know, knowing our Bibles and knowing, you know, like what you said about the, the prosperity gospel and, and, uh, and, you know, safeguarding ourselves against these deceptions, maybe we need to do a segment on how to even study our Bibles. Um, you know, what are some ways that you, that you write the Bible in your heart, so to speak? Hey, start by finding some passages of the Bible, say the Gospels or, you know, go with John because he's a very simple person and writes very simple language. And just start memorizing, you know, passages of scripture. It will become easier and easier and easier. Your brain will train itself to do it, and mm-hmm. uh, um, and it will be just a massive, massive blessing to you. Revelation twenty and verse ten. Revelation twenty. Twenty and verse ten. Then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulphur, joining the beast and the false prophet. There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty strong language, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's very strong language. Yeah, and we we noted the other day, of course, that that fire devours them. Mm-hmm. Forever and ever uh, means until it is finished. 
Yeah. Um, just as it does in many, many other places in the Bible where, you know, Jonah was in the belly of the whale forever, etc. He was there for three days. Mm-hmm. We talked about that the other day, but the important thing here is that they come to a fiery end and that they're, you know, Satan is not working by himself. There's a coalition here. Mm-hmm. Who's a part of that coalition according to this verse? Uh, the devil, the beast, false prophet. Okay. Satan, the beast, mm-hmm. and the false prophet. You've got three, the Bible says, unclean spirits. Mm-hmm. At the end of time in the book of Revelation, how many angels are there carrying the everlasting gospel? Three. Three unclean spirits. Oh, it's like three versus three angels. Yes, three counterfeits right there. So oh. let's beware and let's know our Bibles. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, if you would like to ask us the question of the day, which is coming up after this song. This is Andrew Peterson with Canaan Bound.
Andrew Peterson with Canon Bound was what you were listening to here on Faith FM. We, do we, we still got a clue? We have two more clues to go. I'm going to give you one now and one next. Okay. So what am I? God said he gave every green plant to Adam for this. Ah, there you go. Mm. All right. Keep that, next, keep that last clue and uh, we'll do it during the uh, gift section. 1-800-FAITH-FM. If you're the answer, we'll give you the prize. Okay. So we have a question that has come in from a caller. The question is, how is... Jesus, God. Good question. It is a good question because Jesus is a human being. It's true. So how is how can a human being be God? Yeah, because I'm a human being, but there's no way I could ever be God. This is very true. Uh huh. And myself as well. Okay, so I was thinking about it, and I'm thinking, okay, what 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 is the the, the foundational attributes of what actually makes God God? Mm-hmm. And I think that the first one is life. Okay. In and of itself. Um, not life that is given, not life that is received, but life. Mm-hmm. So God has, one of the reasons that God is God is because God has always existed. There has never been a time when God has not existed. Mm-hmm. He has always been there. And so if we we're going to look at Jesus Christ, we have to ask ourselves the question, was there a time when Jesus came into existence? Was Jesus a recipient of life? Or is Jesus' life in and of itself? I choose option B. Okay, so I'm going to share with you what the Bible says in Colossians. Uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Go to paper continually. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 17. The Bible speaking about Jesus says this, And he, Jesus, is before all things. Let's stop there for a moment. Let's not read any further. Mm-hmm. If Jesus existed before everything else, yeah. then we know that he did not exist before. We, we didn't know that he did not exist after God the Father. Mm-hmm. Because it does not say Jesus was before all things except for the Father. Yeah. It says he was before all things. Yeah. Therefore, we know that Jesus has always existed. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that qualifies him to be God. He is life. Um, he has always existed. There has never been a time when he did not exist. Clear on that one so far? Yep, clear as a whistle. Then it continues on. I'm thinking, okay, what's the next thing that makes God God? And that is creativity. Here's our God because he created us. Mm-hmm. All right, so who created you? Well, the Bible says, here it's in verse 17, he is before all things and by him all things were created. Amen. So Jesus has not only existed for all eternity, he has created everything that exists. Mm-hmm. Now that pretty much makes Jesus God, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so then how do we explain his humanity? Because he became a human being. Well, if we go up to verse 15, it says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. That's God the Father. And the firstborn... Of every creature. So Jesus was born, right? Of Mary. Mm-hmm. But did he have a human father? No. No, and some people get worried about the firstborn, like, oh, was he the first per- the first being that was ever created? No. First here simply means greatest. Mm-hmm. You know, first lady of the United States, greatest lady of the United States. He was the greatest who was ever born because here you have God who is being born as a human being. So God who has existed from all eternity is born as a human being, gives his life for us, 
dies, is resurrected, so that we can live eternally. Hi, my name is Luca. I go to Townsville Seventh-day Adventist Church. We would love to have you join us on Saturday at 9.30 for Sabbath School Kids Program and then the main service at 10.45 a.m. For more information, Google Seventh-day Adventist Church, Townsville City.
Jaden Levick with Blessed Assurance. What are we giving away today, Mon? Well, this is my mm. favourite part of the show. First of all, I'm going to give you the last clue for the quiz. Oh, that's right, of course. Cause. Okay. So it's a What Am I quiz, and the last clue, z- clue is Paul says we should be content with this and clothing. Paul says we should be content with this So it's one of the clothing. necessary things for survival. Yes. Yeah, one of the things that is necessary for survival. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, if you think you know the answer, and uh, we will give you the prize, Melissa Otto CD album this morning. This is this is one of those things that is lots of people's favourite thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is not always a good thing. Yeah, it can be. It can lead you to a, a bit of a big place, but <laughs> let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. You're going to give it away. Uh, okay. Oh, you're always so panicked. I'm <laughs> give it away. Well, you always give it away. I don't always give it away. Just a lot of the time. Uh, Three times in my entire life. You've only Three been times a- in 46 years. Oh, please. You've only been on the radio for a couple of months. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's put been on radio for over a year. Over a year. Three times in a year. That's like, a, that's like you know, once every four months. Anyway, okay. Today's giveaway. Yes. Get your phones out. Be the first person to contact us. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you can call us, 1-800-FAITH-FM, or you can text us, 0491064669, or you can even message us on Facebook, and we will give you a copy of Clifford Goldstein's See Beyond. It is a book um, by Clifford Goldstein, as I just said. Um, it takes a careful and critical look at our world today and asks really important and obvious questions. Um, you know, where can we find hope? What, you know, can we see beyond uh, what is happening at the moment? Um and I believe it also covers the question of speaking to the dead. Mm, it so, does. Yes, which is good because we were just talking about that in our encounter with God. Mm-hmm. So it's a wonderful book. This whole Bible study series goes with this book too. So if you'd like to do the uh, study series that goes with it, you can contact us and we can set you up with the uh, study guides mm. um, through either a correspondence course or uh, online. You can do that um, either which way. All for free, including yeah. this book. Give us a call, first person. Oh, you get a, a, you get a personal tutor to help you work through it, and you they, they will they will chat with you, answer your questions. Man, free tutoring. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Expensive. It's really, really good. Anyway, wonderful giveaway today. The book See Beyond by Clifford Goldstein. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We have more great programming coming up today. And, of course, if you're listening to this and it is not Tuesday, the what is it, the 29th? 29th. 29th of May. It's nearly winter. I know. It's crazy. Um, then uh, you are listening to the late broadcast. But have no fear. You can switch over to the live show. Just jump on the TuneIn app um, or go to faithfm.com.au and press play on our live stream. We'll be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news, of course. And don't forget, if uh, you would like to study in a small group setting or a one-on-one setting, we can arrange for that for you as well. So you know what our numbers are. You know how to get in contact. Give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. Have a blessed day.
Thank you.